Hello, welcome to Americana Quill, Writer to Writer. This show is brought to you by nobody. With that said, help us grow by pressing the like button on YouTube or subscribing on the platform that you choose to listen to and tell a friend that scribes. This young man is someone I've known for over 10 years. He is um, someone that knows how to make it happen no matter what's going on. We talk about our business structures and different philosophies very much and on how to grow and prosper. He's a freelance writer who contributed to Yahoo Sports and a few other platforms. He is well-versed in sports and started his journey as a writer and eventually springboarded into other mediums and media with his own podcast called The Black Bookie, where he gives advice on how to gamble responsibly for anyone 21 and over. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome James Carter, a.k.a. Uncle Joe. How are you doing? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for... Um, you know, doing this for me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. You want me to read the motto too, so people can know where to find you at the back, Black Bookie, any platform, I would believe the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. The podcast, the Snooze Loose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Follow us on Twitter at the Black Bookie, Instagram at the Black Bookie, Facebook, Uncle Joe. Download the Black Bookie app and uh, win together, lose together. Absolutely. So how are you doing mentally and emotionally during these times of, of the COVID that we're living in right now, or like the pandemic? Uh, it was definitely rough in the beginning. Uh, I don't mind staying home that much. Right. <laughs> you know, being a, see, the thing is, too, people don't understand, like, I've had friends that, you know, I haven't seen recently. Uh, before COVID and I always just explain to them like yo man I, I pay rent like <laughs> I pay right. rent so I'm gonna use I'm gonna milk every penny that I use at my house I'm like you guys are always more than welcome but you know I'm paying rent every month so I'm at the crib I got everything I need at the crib it's safe it's no crime going on you know I, I could drink what I want I don't have to worry about anything like that right. so um, I always tell people I feel like people that still live at home don't understand that so I didn't mind being at home too much, but the problem that really started to affect me was being home and having no sports. That That's when it started becoming right. a drag. <laughs> I think also, it's not only just living on your own, it's leaving the neighborhood you grow up in sometimes. It makes it yeah. difficult for people to be like, damn, he really don't, he really don't on the block or we're hanging out with us. It's like, nah. Like, right, right. Not, I'm not coming yeah, back after my like, job. Like, I have yeah, right, exactly. And I'm even people I grew up with, I, I tell them all the time, like, yo, man, my door is always open. Like, obviously, give me a heads up. But, you know, you're more right. than welcome to come through. Luckily, I have a lovely girlfriend that's not crazy like that. So she doesn't mind right. my friends coming over. But, yeah, dope. people just, uh, they love to stay where they're at. They, they, you know, it's not right. like I'm far either, 20 minutes. But they, uh, they yeah, they just don't want to move. So it is what it is. You can't. That's one thing, too. I always tell people, no matter what you're doing, whether it's business or life, whatever, you can't get back time. So. Don't don't wait for anybody. Do what you got to do. Snooze, you lose is one of our other models, and uh, it's it's absolutely true. Whether it's gambling, whether it's life, relationships, whatever it is, you, time waits for no man. Every day, uh, twenty four hours fact. go by. That's a fact. So, tell explain to me more because I know that me and you collaborated on. Um, you gave me notes as a script when I was trying to learn screenwriting and different aspects of what you thought my script could be better for, which I thank you to this day because it definitely helped provide like a great skeleton of how to produce a better script than I was thinking from one of my books called The Dreamer. And you were very instrumental in that. So I know you were very creative. You have, you have a very creative spirit and things. What made you fall in love with writing? Was it just sports or was there more to you loving that craft? 
Um, it was it was more so I was better at it than math. <laughs> you know, in school <laughs> I was I wasn't great in math, so I was a better writer. I was better in English. I got better right. even on my SATs. I did better in the writing and English department than I did in the the math department. So it wasn't. I wouldn't say I was like super in love with it, but. I was better at it, so I I worked on it, and I did get good at it. And I did like writing about sports, um, because that's where my passion was. But you know, and like every other kid too, I tried to rap for a little bit, you know. So even like writing poetry and things like that. So it was cool. I mean, if I could have been a great feature artist, because I was good for one verse, but I I couldn't put together a whole song. I I I felt like a great right. I feel like pen to paper. I was a shit, and then when I heard my voice, I was like, "Go." Voice wasn't the problem for me. I had the voice. I've always, you know, I've been doing radio for a while, so I had the voice. Right. It was just the 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 hook, the verses. Right. The, it's a lot. It's more than what people think. I mean, I know this music is not where it is when we were but when up, we were but, kids, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You had to actually really be nice. You had to put and you, whole songs and you better find that beat, motherfucker. If you you had to really have a full completed song. So, right. but yes. Yeah, so it was just, I was, you know, better at it than I was in other things. So okay. uh, that's definitely where my passion was at. And was I right when I said you contributed to Yahoo Sports? Was there other places you contributed some articles to? Uh, that was the main one. Um, yeah, that was the main one. Uh, and um, Fox Sports. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, will you ever think about writing a sports book? Because I know we have a, a mutual friend that um, wrote a sports book. Yeah. We, we've actually talked about it a few times. Um, I definitely do want to do it. I think that's definitely a bucket list thing I want to do. Not really even so much for it to sell or anything like that. Just something to do um, before I die. I definitely do want to do that in the next few years. I think I definitely want to make it a goal, make it a bucket list. It was right. going to be called the, the purest game. And mm. we we're going to talk about, uh, you know, baseball and everything like that and how every other sport, you know, baseball gets a lot of slack for how it's behind the times and it's a slower game and everything's like that. Um, but every other sport has had to change their rules to keep up with the American public. And baseball has never sure. changed the rules. You know, the ball's the same size, the bat's the same size, the fields are the same size for the most part. So, you know, besides for that little steroid scandal, um, you know, it really has been the only game that's stuck to its guns with, right. with its originality. Well, it's truly America's pastime, right? It's like right, it, really, yeah. it really sticks with that. And that was was that the first sport you truly loved, as far as um, yeah, playing it? Yeah, that was. Uh, my dad took me to Shea Stadium as a kid. My whole family's big Met fans, um, so that was always my 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 love and passion was definitely baseball. So tell me how you transitioned from the the journalism aspect of writing sports to like kind of reporting it, and then even now doing a podcast, which is. I guess more freedom in that than just you reporting the way you would in, in the writing structure or uh, radio. Yeah, um, I, I think like anything, I've also adapted, and you know, radio and, and podcasting has become a huge platform. You know, the newspaper isn't as popular as it used to be. Obviously, there's still very good writers out there who report and do like side live reporting and, and write columns and things like that. But right now, everybody's always looking at their phone but they don't want to be looking at their phone and not be able to do something else at the same time so i think that's why i kind of more transition to the radio and podcast aspect of it because you can still hear my opinion while you're on facebook or while you're on instagram or you know whatever you're doing so 
Uh, but I do still like to write. I, I wrote an article recently, but during the um, MLB playoffs. So I do still try. Oh, sorry, the ML, the ML, NBA playoffs in the bubble. Um, so I do still try and write because I don't want to get too rusty. I took a break from a while and I, I really want to pick that back up. But that's right, really keep, more. Keep your sword sharp. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I did. Um, but that's why I did transition more into the, the radio podcast thing. Okay. So tell me more about your podcast. I think you also have a co-host from times, right? If, if he's not, I don't know if he's still on the show. Yes. So it's the Snooze Lose podcast. We usually drop every Monday. Um, right now we're doing about two to three episodes a month. Comes out every Monday. And I, I did have a co-host on there. My man, Ron the Don, someone I grew up with. And just like I was saying before I started, you know, me and Ron the Don are still close. That, that's my brother, but time wait to nobody. And I just felt like we had different directions. So uh, I kept it going. So I'm just, I've been doing this solo by myself about the last two, three months. Okay. And, you know, still going well. The numbers are still looking good. And we still, you know, still try and have guests on from time to time. Right. Um, but right now I'm just rocking it solo. That's dope. And hopefully um, more sports picks up so you can give more advice on, on, on gambling. Because it's amazing that um, so many avenues you can do with sports. It's like, it provides so many yeah, possibilities of jobs and stuff. So. We had that drought from COVID, you know, March to July. We didn't really have anything going on besides like soccer and tennis and stuff like that. Uh, But since July, I mean, literally every sport has been on. I mean, the NBA just finished, but you've had baseball, you had hockey, you had NBA. Every now you got football, you got college football even going. So we've been extremely busy um, in the last few months with with everything back up and running. Right. What's one of the um the last few books you read that you really enjoy that you would recommend to those listening or watching if it's on YouTube? The last book I read, um, I would say, I, you might have me stumped. I'm not even sure. I have to really think about that. Um, Probably should have said this in our in our pre-rehearsal room. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not even sure. I, I want. I don't even want to lie to the people. I'm not even sure on that one. Um, even with myself, I, I'm just like a big podcast guy now myself too. So I don't even couldn't really tell you the last time I really sat down and really fully read one beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, all right. So let me rephrase the question then. What's one of your favorite books? of all time that you've completed that you feel like that's a good book if I ever get a chance I'll reread re- re- that okay Tuesdays with Maury Mitch yeah Allen. that's what made me want to write yeah I love that book and right you know the- you know why the movie was it's decent the- right the book is much better but what yeah. I loved about that book is that they re- he wrote in such a simplistic way right that yeah. it makes you feel like you can write too absolutely yeah but the but the thought and the complex of what was happening inside the story was neat and he was a, a sports analyst too. He used to be yeah. on a show on a Mitch, Sunday. Mitch album, absolutely. Yeah. He, wrote, yeah. he even wrote the Fab Five book um, yeah. that, like, and gave them no money. So, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. That's how it be, man. Yeah. Everybody's always looking out for themselves. You, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, that's how it be. No, absolutely. So, no, Tuesday with Moore was definitely a great story. And I recommend anybody that's in the um, reading a good a good true story with, with a warm, like warm stories of, of a, right, right. for the heart. Tuesday yeah. morning is definitely a recommended book for me too. That's for sure. So 
With that being said, let me just check my notes to see if there's any more good questions I have. Sorry about that. You have any projections for the college football season? I knew I was about to miss something. For NCAA football? Yeah. It's it's so tough to call because of COVID. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I mean, I I wouldn't bet against Clemson. They still look like the number one team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to try and win a chip before he heads out. You can never count out Bama, but that defense has looked suspect so far. It's only been a few weeks, but, you know, Nick Saban does get his teams there all the time. But if I had to make a decision right now, I would ride with Clemson still. I think they're still the best team in the nation. Dabo Sweeney, another great coach. Trevor Lawrence trying to go out with a bang before he heads to the NFL. So I like the Clemson Tigers. Do you think they have the best recruiting classes now, or do you think Alabama still has that? On, on, a, on a gridlock? I, I think I'm going to still go with Bama. Um, I, I don't think it's as far of a gap as it was before, right. uh, but I think Bama still does have the best recruiting class. Because there was a time when Clemson looked like the the, 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 the big dogs in the ACC, but when they got to the SEC, right. Right. Exactly. they, like, they used to look like Bama, some, some JV, some JV yeah. basketball. Right? World. <laughs> yeah, but that comes with coaching. That's what I'm saying. You know, Dabo's right. Not only built the culture there, but you know, it, you know, when you get in front of these kids and you you sell them on that dream, right. and it sounds good, make them change their mind. I feel like that's like the best wide receiver school in, in, in quite some time. Like they've yeah. always had a good wide receiver group. While Alabama's like a running back school, kind of like I feel yeah. like Clemson's kind of like the cool wide receiver school for sure. So how did you feel, even though this might not come out for a few weeks, how did you feel about the championship with the Lakers winning it, hoisting it? Is that what you had from the beginning of your predictions for on the gambling season for the NBA or no? Yeah, we, we said on the podcast numerous times, I thought it was going to be the Lakers. Uh, even when the final, before the final started, my prediction was Lakers in six. They actually should have did it in five, but they pulled it off in six. I I've said numerous times too, I don't understand the hate for LeBron James. I always tell people, listen, he doesn't have to be your favorite player. You can like Jordan more. You can like Kobe more. But right. what he's doing, you're never going to see again in our lifetime, in your kid's lifetime, your kid's kids. You're never going to see somebody dominate and go to the finals that many consecutive times in both conferences. It's just not going to happen again. With three um, different franchises. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So and I, one of them being very sorry, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I always tell people that, like, I, like I understand, like, you can love Kobe more, you can love Jordan more, whoever Shaq. My favorite player, favorite player, Allen Iverson. You know, you could love whoever you want to love, but to just always find a way to discredit and limit what he's done is just sad because you're just missing um, greatness, but right before your eyes. I and mean, we're, right. we're gonna when he's gone, we're gonna we're gonna miss it. And I think people got to realize he still got four. I don't care how many times he took it out. Right. Jerry West went almost 11 years and got uh, humiliated every time when it came to the yeah. for the most part. Some guys were killed for one, man. Right. Now, you know what's interesting is that Allen Iverson is the one person who you forget he didn't win a championship, but it feels like right. he won a championship. Right, yeah. We won it in our hearts. <laughs> right, right. You can't say that about Charles Barkley. Like, we all know you ain't got one. Yeah. But, like... But like Allen Iverson, T Mac, T Mac feels like he could have got one if Grant Hill was there. So we kind of like let him slide of like, all right, maybe they could have had a chance. Yeah. Where with, with Barkley, you don't feel the same way when he's brought up of not having the ring, the way AI or T Mac. 
you know, too, and then I always see people talk about, you know, put an asterisk near the title and everything like that. And I've said, too, on the show that if you're going to put an asterisk, you, you should put two asterisks near it because it it's, it wasn't easy for anyone. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, being away from your family, being locked down, not being able to go out. You know, most of these guys are mega stars. You know, they go they're used to going to clubs and fancy restaurants and, you know, wine and dining and everything like that and being with their families and side pieces and everything like that. Right. And to have all that shut down. I know the crowd makes a difference. Even like I was saying, the Nuggets, I think that's going to be another great team next year because when you have to go play in Denver in that altitude, it's a way different playing field. What I respect about Denver and a lot of the teams is that you got to see who's really meant to be in the NBA because the role yeah. players had no distractions. Nothing, so therefore, yeah. you can see their skills to actually elevate almost to like right. yeah. a bigger star. And you saw a lot of guys crumble. <laughs> like House guys. from under um, Texas, uh, Houston Rockets. Yeah, House is like, yo, you got a wife at home, I think, and you over here trying to trying to mess with the COVID woman. It's like you're doing too much. Yeah, and so it's just you get to see discipline at its finest in the bubble compared to right, and that's outside. and that's why I always thought, why I was always saying that the Lakers was gonna pull it off because no one has that type of mindset compared to LeBron James. Right, not even close, not even close. And the t- the fact that he got time to heal up to and get healthier. Yeah, he got five months. Right, that, you, you, there was no way that he wasn't gonna bring that one home. I think he had to. He couldn't let that this opportunity slip away. Absolutely. So, what I usually like to also ask, since you you're getting back into writing again, and you, and you are a writer, once you write, you're always a writer. What are some tips you can give the the public? Um, I think always the biggest thing that people always struggle with is the criticism you got to be able to take the criticism because nowadays we live in such cancel culture and everything else where when somebody gives somebody criticism it's always hate (laughs) you know you might it might not have been your best piece there's nothing wrong with that every you know everyone can't be a a top seller or you know amazing or whatever like that there's sometimes there's flaws so you got to be able to take that criticism and 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 then improve on it if right. forget next piece you write you don't want to just write something trying to show everybody up that said it wasn't good you just want right. to get better every time and i think also if it's somebody that you kind of know reach out to them like what do you not like about it and if they don't have right. a good answer that means yeah. they just wanted to say just to say it. they don't like some people opinions ain't worth nothing like sometimes you gotta Absolutely. just yeah take it with a grain of salt and if you feel like it was wrong before you got it and then somebody said some of the same things you were thinking then you know all right i gotta improve on that because i wasn't yeah right that. absolutely so that's great advice. Take the criticism, but take it with a grain of salt, I, I guess, is the caveat with that. Yeah, also, like, know who you're asking, too. Like, right. you know, everybody, everybody's opinion doesn't count. Right, but right. some people, you know, yeah, like you just said, take it with a grain of salt. Like, some people's opinion does matter, and don't take it just as hate or jealousy or anything like that. It might not Absolutely. have been that good. So since we're doing sports mainly today, what are your top five athletes of all time? Whew. Top five of all time. I mean, that might have been the even. Yes. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of all sports. Um, Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken Jr. 
I just think being an Iron Man, you know, <laughs> never missing a game, be out there all the time. Kyle Ripken is a legend because I don't know much about yeah. him, but I know he always had like a like a kid's novel book about him, and he was still playing at that time. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Um. The other two. I mean, he's not the greatest athlete in the world, but he's definitely the most like dominant player I've ever seen. So I'm going to go with Shaq. Um, like he's, you know, Shaq's not going to do no crazy between the legs thing, but his dominance was unmatched, you know, from college to his pro career. And my fifth one, I'm going to go with my man, Tony Hawk. That's different. <laughs> What makes you pick Tony Hawk, if you don't mind me asking? Just because he revolutionized the, um, the game of skateboarding? Absolutely, man. He, he was fearless. He's a, a good dude, good family man. His video games are legendary. We all played them. That's true. Um, and, yeah, he just it was it was different. Yeah. You know who mentality I try to use since I can never be the athlete he was? is Kobe Bryant when it comes to writing. Yeah. I try to wake up early, get my writing done. Yeah. read some books, get back yeah. to writing. Like I try yeah. to do what he did from a mental standpoint because that's a, as much as I can take it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could like do what you he know did who's physically. Like that to too? I mean, not so much. It's not, he's not an athlete, but even like Eminem, like mm -hmm. people always talk, tell stories about Eminem, like how he treated music as a job. Like Eminem went, when he recorded and he wrote, he did it from nine to five. Like he literally, he really took lunch breaks and he worked nine to five. Like he's not in the studio at two in the morning coming up with verses. He right. treated it really like a job. And I think that's why he was, you know, was one of the best. I think that also is it's just a level of discipline. I think we're writing yeah. any type of medium that you're trying to get into. It starts with discipline. You gotta yeah. just be disciplined. You gotta find what works for you and what's what's available to you at the time. You know, you don't need the best equipment to get started at least. But eventually, you know, when you get the time, you can do the, the things that everyone else does, for sure. So to end the podcast, we usually do a quote of the week and a lyric of the week. So the quote of the week is you can always edit a bad page, but you can't edit a blank page. And I think that quote, I know it's from a, a famous um, author. I forgot to write down the name, so I apologize. But with that quote, it's just true with everything. You gotta start to see where it could possibly finish. You can't leave anything to to just say I'm gonna do it and then not do it. Same thing with writing. You gotta sit in the chair and actually write. Same thing with a podcast. You gotta press record, hear your voice, get through it, hate your voice, fix it, do whatever you can and get through it. It's just sitting down and doing the work. No matter good or bad, you can always fix it a little bit later. Do you have anything to say about the the like those thoughts of, a, of yeah that, that's that's an incredible quote because you can't you can't get better if you don't try that's literally right. what that means you, you can't get better if you don't try you got to try can't be afraid to fail and that's the only way you're going to know what your your strengths are and your weaknesses are absolutely and we also do like lyrics of the week because i think everything that we do we need like a, a soundtrack of good writing and that comes from today um sam cook from um a change is going to come, so I'm going to read the lyrics, and then at the end, if I don't get flagged, I'll put part of the song in the, <laughs> in the podcast. So, Lick of the Week, Sam Cook. I was born by the river in a little tent, oh, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long time, a long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will.
It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long time, a long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. I go to the movie and I go downtown. Somebody keeps telling me, don't hang around. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Then I go to my brother and say, brother, help me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Oh, there have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long, but now I think I'm able to carry on. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change is going to come. The reason why I picked that is because of just all the things we're going through, not only the pandemic, but just the lack of empathy that um, I think Blacks are receiving sometimes in the country when it comes to the riots and everything. Um, those lyrics ring true for that, but also just the mind state of somebody writing that in the 60s. And for that to still be the problem today, I thought it was very funny. Yeah. To see how those those that writing was still very beautiful today, especially when you hear with the chords and actual singing. It's, it's you know, it's very deep. And I just wanted to share that with the people that um even with your dreams, the change will come if you, you know, it's gonna be a long time coming, but if you keep it at it, keep working hard, things will change for sure. As it has for me and James, just working our, our butts off at our crafts. We're now finally seeing dividends, and I hope you guys will start your path and do the same. Absolutely, man. Uh, great original song by Otis Redding. Um, Sam Cooke did his thing. I don't know if you've ever heard the version too with uh, um, Charles Hamilton, Asher Roth, and B.O.B. I might have. I got to double check that for sure. They jumped on that too, but. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate that a lot of things that did happen when our parents were kids are, are still happening right. now. And it's, you know, it's sad. And I hope that everyone's eyes have finally opened and to go out and do their part, um, right. make you know, vote, obviously, too, but not just vote for the presidential election. Make sure you're voting in your local communities, for your state officials, right. things like that, because that's really where the change happens. Uh, because whoever is elected in the White House isn't in your neighborhood every day. Right. So it's, it's, it's sad. Um, you, we got to keep moving forward, though. We can't keep using certain things as an excuse or a crutch. Right. Um, we have to fight past it and stay headstrong. And read what your local officials are trying to do and then write to them if you don't like it. You know, it's, you know, it's got to do it all. But that's Americana Quill, writer to writer. And I want to thank you again, James, for um, being a great guest. Absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. And, and anytime, I hope the podcast blows up and I'll definitely be tuning in. Thank you, man. Take care. All right.
up there Beyond the sky It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will Keep telling me don't hang around It's been a long, a long time coming But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will Then I go to my brother Say, brother, help me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. No, there have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long. But I know change gonna come. 